this was a great comeback season. He rebounded very nicely. Obviously, we all got to see a glimpse of MVP Cody. But it, the only thing that I would maybe be hesitant or scared is like, can he do it again? And if he can do it again, then you pay the man whatever he wants. Hey, Setup Nation. I know we love bringing on expert analysis and experts to talk about what's going on with the Cubs. But you know what? We are starting spring training and it's just time to be a fan. And that's exactly why I have Joe Johnson on this show to talk to Cubs fans talking about what we're excited about for spring training. Plus stay to the end because Joe is giving away and actually is going to release a contest that he thought about as we were doing this show right here on the set of man only for our audience. So make sure you stay to the end to see what that's all about. Plus we just had a, a lot of fun talking about uh, some potential obvious shirts that could be out there for the summer of 2024. Let's get to it right now with Joe Johnson as we talk about Cub spring training in 2024 and all the question marks that still are looming. Spring training starts tomorrow. Uh, pitchers and catchers are reporting. Let's talk some Cubs. Um, there's a Let's lot of it. stuff. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff going in this off season, but you know, first of all, by the way, your your meme game on social media is strong. Are you making those memes or like I just saw the the Cody Bellinger one mm -hmm. and Alicia Keys? <laughs> that's that's awesome. Are you doing that stuff or is someone on your team doing that? No, that's all me. That's what I. That's kind of stuff I'm talking about when my brain never turns off and yeah. I'm always working outside of work because ninety percent of the time it's doing stupid shit like that, like where I'm just you know, see something that's trending and I'm like, how can I make this Cubs? And I just think of, you know, it goes on in my head for about 15 seconds and then, uh, then I'll, I'll make it. And I do everything from my phone, my phone and uh, illustrator, but I'm self, I self taught myself or I'm still in the process of self teaching myself how to use like illustrator and Photoshop. So I use the app on my phone and everything comes from that. So there's no secret that you are, a proponent of getting Cody Bellinger back as are probably about three fourths of Cubs nation out there. Um, it's crazy to me that some people are talking themselves out of it at this point, but uh, what, what do you think? Do you think that Jed's playing the right game here? Do you think that he's waited it out long enough to where the ball is in our court now? Or do you think that the longer this thing goes, the scarier it gets for Cubs fans? Well, so I do like Jed. I do. I'm probably in the minority who like, I believe in Jed. Jed's super smart. I've Brilliant. talked to him. Yeah, I've talked to him. I've just how he, you know, and I and I kind of like drilled him more of like me wanting to know like like where is your mind? And I can tell he's a very very sharp dude. To answer your question, is Jed playing the right game? Yeah, I think he is because where there's no other where are the other teams offers. Um, and we're dealing with Scott Boris and we all know Scott Boris and his tactics and, um, he likes to play the waiting game. He has a floor and you do not go below his floor. That's, that's the rule. Yeah. Um, I, I wish, or ha I had hoped by now that Cody, cause I don't know, I work with a lot of agents, like doing my player partnerships and having like people come in and do signings with us. Like I've gotten to form really strong relationships with a lot of the players agents. And like, that's one thing that there is code amongst agents, almost like client, uh, 
player client or player agent relationships that they just don't really talk about and and that is like how much say does the player have you think the play it's the player's decision and i and i don't know how any of that really works i think it's very case by case but i kind of wish by now that cody would be like all right scott i, I want to be back in chicago let's make chicago work how i think it's going to play out is i think instead of a 200 plus million dollar seven plus year contract i think it's going to be like three or four years with with options with a lot of opt-outs and op-player options um so like if i had to guess like four years 115. but i would do it in a heartbeat because we need a we need a three-header lefty bat in our lineup 100 i did i even I answer love, your question you did you did yeah for sure okay. I, I think <laughs> the thing about what how jed structured that deal with emanaga i would love to see something like that with cody where it's yeah. like hey you want to you know seven years 210 here it is but here's how you got to perform in years one through three and then you get those next two years and then here's how you got to perform in year four and five and then you get those next two years a lot like what emanaga's contract was i thought that that's the first time i'd ever seen a contract like that and i thought it was pure genius yeah yeah, that was. I've never seen a contract like that either. And I think there's this un another like unspoken rule amongst major leaguers that like we all know that we all know Cody Bellinger, former MVP. We all know the physical talent is there. Like, but having played baseball at a high level myself, um, it's between the years is the most important tool that a player can possess. And the mental game gets very tired, tiring, and stressful. And it, it's a you get on a rabbit hole. You have to you have to perform for two years, like two years in a row. So yeah, his his this was a great comeback season. He rebounded very nicely. Obviously, we all got to see a glimpse of MVP Cody. But it, the only thing that I would maybe be hesitant or scared is like, can he do it again? And if he can do it again, then you pay the man whatever he wants because he's in the right frame of, frame of mind. He clearly loves playing here. He's clearly looked at as a leader, the glue of the clubhouse. He's a guy that really makes the chemistry of the locker room or the clubhouse and the dugout a lot tighter. And that's like invaluable. Like you could, you could probably put a war of at least two or three on really, really strong team chemistry and how it affects a ball club over, a, uh, over a schedule of 162 games. So I think it's a no brainer. The Cubs need to bring him back and figure it out. And if it takes like a shorter contract, higher, you know, AVV fine. Get it, yeah. Just get it done. I'm right there with you. And let's just assume for a second that the Cubs do bring him back. You know, it's funny because I keep going back and forth where it's like, I want Cody Bellinger more, but Matt Chapman seems to fill a hole, a, a more obvious hole that have even more than Bellinger because of third base. So if Bellinger does mm -hmm. come back, right. To me, there's a lot of different things that could happen. Like, Bellinger could be at first base, and now you've got Michael Bush at DH or maybe even at third. You've got PCA starting in center. Maybe Bellinger comes back and he's starting in center and PCA doesn't come out, come back up to the majors for, for a bit. Like, how do you see that playing out? What domino, you know, uh, dominoes fall because of Cody Bellinger coming back to the Cubs? How do you see it playing out on the field? Yeah, well, like, clearly, I don't know if you saw the presser this morning, but – Clearly the one thing that I'm very optimistic about and like happy as a Cub fan is our prospects. I mean, they're, we have the best talent, best collection of talent in the, in the minors, I think in baseball right now. I only like, I'm really make the sure thing. Like 
yes, I think PCA is going to be a very dynamic all-star caliber, perennial all-star caliber player for the Cubs. And I'm very excited about his arrival. I'm also a very big believer in Matt Mervis. Like I am a Matt Mervis homer and I will, I refuse to give up on Matt Mervis, especially after 99 at bats, like say what you want. Rizzo hit 107 or 110 is first 100 at bats. So like we should not be judging Matt Mervis on last year. No. Having said that, I contra- I'm contradicting myself because I want Bellinger, even though I feel very confident in the positions that if we do not bring Cody Bellinger back, that we will be fine in. But we're more or less saying that in 2024, we're not going to contend. And that's just the, that's the one mindset I refuse to have. Like, I, I think we should always want to contend. And Cody Bellinger is the player that we need to give us the best shot to be a contender in Matt Mervis or um, Matt Shaw or Michael Bush, they will, they will find their roles in time, but it's not, they're not going to be like stepping into a position. They might be, and I hope I'm wrong, but they're not going to be changing the dynamic of the team. So, so much that we go from a 84 win team to a 96, you know, NL central leader, deep run in the playoffs. It's just not going to happen. So yeah, I, I personally would like to see Cody probably at first base just because I think we need to get PCA acclimated to the pros and playing every day because what he can offer is the sky's the limit with him. I think like third base should be like our tryout. I totally agree with you that Chapman fits that need, but like I think Matt Mervis can play third. He played third at college. Uh, He came in as – I think he came in as an – a middle infielder and then move to the corner. But I, I, I think Matt's capable of playing third base if his bats is good enough. And I think his bat is top MLB. There's a top MLB bat when it's, you know, when it reaches the potential that it could reach. I think a lot of people forget that Matt Mervis throws right-handed, but hits lefty. Like we just didn't see mm-hmm. him a ton in the field to even get familiar with that. Um, yeah. So that's actually- and he can pit, he can throw a 94 off the mound too. If we yeah. get desperate. <laughs> there you go. Uh, very good point. So uh, you you said something. If the Cubs don't sign Bellinger, that's basically a nonverbal of them saying, "Hey, we're just not ready to compete in 2024." Uh, is it as black and white as that, or what if they instead get Chapman or Montgomery? I don't think they're going to get Snell, but just assuming they get one of the other four big four for the from uh, Boris. Yeah, we need we we do need like another layer of depth at pitching real bad. Um, I would be complete, like I'm a, so I'm a Bellinger homer, right? I would be completely okay if they don't sign him, but they have to get a Blake Snell or a Shane Bieber and a Matt Chapman. It's gotta be like, if that does not happen, then yeah, I think, I think the Cubs are just the Cubs, if they don't do any, if they don't get another, you know, another starter and fill in one of the holes with a, very solid above average position player, then you, then I expect to see our farm system up like they did it in 2015 with bringing up hobby and KB um, and Elmora and Addison Russell, whatever, then, then you better, we better expose our prospects. Like, cause that's, that's the only good thing that we're clinging on to right now is we have a very deep farm and we have some of the top prospects. If they don't, if they're not going to fork up the money to make, a contention or make a run at the playoffs this year, then we better see the prospects up. 
Yeah. Well, and when the prospects are up, play them as well. And I think you've got the manager that's ready and willing to play them rather than see one hit a grand slam and then not see the playing field for another seven days. Uh, yeah, I think we saw that yeah. a few too many times this last year. Well, when we look at spring training, right, there's always the like the questions of who's going to be the fifth starter, who's going to play third base, yada, yada. I don't want to ask that question. I want to ask you, who do you think is the most likely to be a positive surprise during spring training? I'm talking about a guy that might perform that no one's talking about right now in your eyes. Hmm. Who do you think? And no one's talking about right now. That's a good question. Cause I think like the buzz about Cade Horton, like could be electric. Um, obviously I'm expecting huge things, excited to watch PCA out there every day. Um, I'm going to go with my guy, great friend, friend of the brand. I not, it's not a small name. The name has been around forever, but I think, He's going to put it together, and I another guy I will refuse to give up on. I think Brendan Davis is going to put on a show, and I think this could be Brendan Davis's breakout year because knowing him, I've had the luxury. It sounds douchey, but I've I've I I talk to him a lot um, outside of the game, outside of baseball. Just getting to know him, we've become really good friends. He is in a very good headspace where the talent that's always been there and the his health has always been um, not in his favor, but I think this is the year that it puts it all together. And I don't think enough people are talking about Brendan Davis. I think people have forgotten how good he is because he, you know, hasn't been active due to injury. I am so happy to hear you say that because literally this morning, someone commented on one of our other videos saying, Hey, I heard a rumor that Brendan Davis is, actually healthy and like smashing the ball again. And if that's the case, man, I mean, you talk about a crowded outfield getting even more complicated, but in a good way, right? Like that was the situation for the Cubs in 2016, 2017. They had quote unquote, too many shortstops. And that just made for mm -hmm. the most athletic infield in the world. Right. And now if we do that in the outfield, that's, that's even more exciting. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to go with Drew Smiley. Uh, he's been working his butt off over a driveline all off season. And I know we're talking about Javier Saad and, you know, Jordan Wicks is the fifth starter, but I would not be surprised if Drew Smiley puts up a huge spring and both those guys end up in the bullpen. If the Cubs don't get another starter. I like that. No, I like that a lot. Drew's a, another great guy. Um, I, I've, I've also been noticing those driveline videos on Twitter and seeing that I've, I, um, I am biased towards Jordan Wicks. I just, I think, you know, his stuff uh, and thrown from the left side. I mean, you, you can never have too many lefties. Um, I would love to see him kind of take his game to the next level, but Drew Spiley being a seasoned vet and we are, we are, he's capable of, right? The, the collision with Jan Gomes going seven, no hit innings. Uh, per, well, yeah. Was that a perfect, a perfect game? Perfect um, game, yeah. yeah. I love Drew Smiley. Like I, I know he's he had a little bit incons inconsistency uh, towards the end of the last season, but yeah, I'm I'm glad they brought him back, and I love that. I love your confidence in him. I'll just say that. Well, we'll see what ends up happening. There's always the surprises in both a good way and bad way. Let's just hope we have uh, the problem of too many good 
performers during uh, spring training. Um, what are you most excited for in spring training? Because obviously it's going to be the prospect show, right? It better, be, it better be the prospect show. That's what I'm excited. I'm excited to see this farm system that everybody raves about. Granted, they're extremely talented, but what are you most excited for this spring? Well, I'm excited to get out there in a couple of days. So we're going to be posting Lucky. a bunch of content from out there. I'm, I'm stoked about that. Um, I think... Honestly, I'm just excited for like the puzzle to start piecing itself together. Like right now, we just have a bunch of puzzle pieces that are flipped upside down and all over the kitchen counter. And I'm just like, I don't know where to even start. I want to start seeing the borders getting built. I want to start seeing that sky being built on the puzzle. Like I want to start seeing where these pieces fit in so that I actually have an understanding of like, what is this team's identity going in to 2024? Because right now I just don't know. Like, is this going to be a prospect heavy team or is this going to be a, we need to try to get a few more guys to load up and hopefully give the prospects an easier development process. I, I just, I, I am extremely confident that there's at least two more players that are going to be added on this team before the start of the season. And that mm -hmm. in itself, I hope so. If, yeah. And that in itself, if that does happen tells me like, okay, we can be, patient with PCA. We can be patient with Mervis. We can be patient with a lot of these guys. And that means that we can both compete and give these guys like what the Rays do really well. They give their guys a comfortable place to be able to develop in AAA and in the majors without putting all this pressure on them. And I feel like as Cubs fans, we've just gotten in this place of like, we need all these prospects to perform. And that doesn't ever go very well unless your name is Chris Bryant. And yeah, and to me, like, if we can do that, then I'm excited to see that puzzle a lot more put together than like, okay, looks like we're starting the year with PCA in center, Michael Bush at first, Matt Mervis at DH, along with Alexander Canario, and then a tryout at third base. Like, I, I just, I'm, I'm not feeling that plan. That's, that's the, that's the excitement I'd like to see is just a clear vision of that plan. Yeah, no, I've, I've. I follow. I agree. My, I'm not concerned about our offense and I'm not concerned about our, definitely not concerned about our defense. I'm just concerned about our starting pitching. Um, yeah. I really like to make a playoff run. You got it. That's the teams that have the best rotations are the ones that go the furthest. It's just fact. Like it's baseball is now run. It's a run prevention game. It's not a, it's not run scoring. It's run prevention. And like, I mean, I'm, I'm going to, again, I'm a homer. I'm going to be optimistic, but like, I really do think JMO is going to have a really good, like a really good year. Um, Kyle Hendricks, like he's at the tail of his career, but he still has, I still think he has magic in him. All, all I'm saying is like, what if they don't, if, yeah. if J and, and Shota, I, I have no idea what to, I'm super excited to see what he can yeah. do. Um, Cause I don't, I don't know what he, what to expect. I think the most consistent, the most comfortable I am is with Justin Steele. Um, hell of a year last year. He's the one guy that I feel best, you know, every fifth day that it's going to be a great, he's going to put us in a great position to win. But if, if JMO and Kyle and whoever the fifth is, um, are not on their game, then our bull, our rotation goes from very strong to very suspect really quick. Yeah. And that's, that's the only thing that scares me. I think that is going to decide how, how good we ultimately are. Um, you know, the, yeah, like the position players do not, I, I feel very good with that, with, with what we have going on there. Like 
Yeah. We're going to need Wisniewski to yeah. show us something. Who knows about Cade Horton? I, I don't know. But pitching is my only question mark. I think the only thing that makes me feel better this year about the pitching situation than last year, and the starting pitching was actually pretty decent last year. I think that was one of the, the especially in the second half, one of the strengths. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think one of the things that makes me more confident this year than last year was that while last year it looked like there was depth, it wasn't quality depth. Like the depth was Adrian Sampson, who never ended up pitching a single pitch in, in the majors last year. And then you had uh, Assad, who we weren't quite sure of. And then Wisniewski, mm-hmm. who we all thought was going to be rookie of the year. And then he just turned out he couldn't get lefties out. And I feel like Wisniewski probably has been working this whole offseason on a, a better left-handed bat scenario. Um, I feel like the stuff Assad, is filthy. It's so good. The stuff's so filthy. And then, and then Assad proved himself as a starter last year. Wicks flashed some awesome stuff. And then you have, mm-hmm. uh, you know, with this, the potential of maybe Smiley having a turnaround plus Horton coming up, I just feel like there's more options in case Hendricks get hurt, gets hurt or Tyone doesn't perform or Imanaga isn't able to go every fifth day. But here's here's a curveball question. I wasn't actually planning on asking you this, but since we're yeah. talking about starting pitching, I posted a video the other day about uh, Trevor Bauer. A lot of Cubs fans are talking about Trevor Bauer. What do you think? Would you take him? Oh man, that's a really. I'll. I'm gonna. You're not gonna like my answer. I'm gonna. I don't know from a from a talent perspective. Yes, he's extremely talented. His character has been questionable. Granted, what happened to him was really shitty. Mm-hmm. I don't know enough about the situation. I don't know enough about him as a person in the clubhouse, as a teammate, camaraderie. I don't know enough to give you my like true, honest opinion. On the surface, I would say no, just because I think that regardless – Regard like knowing that he was set up and was not guilty, um, there's still some questionable things that I think he did that only that make me question his character. And I and we've seen his other videos and we've seen how he tweets. I just think that that like the risk of being a personality that needs to be closely managed or put up yeah. with in the clubhouse is is not worth the reward of him coming back to all-star caliber form so that's a tough one and i, I don't i just don't know i don't know enough about his situation to speak yeah. i don't want to be ignorant i don't know enough to i to speak I, on it and and i already kind of talked about this on the video but i think the big thing for me is if it was just the isolated situation of just this girl trying to get her money and, and yeah, you know, that was it, terrible. That was terrible. Yeah. Totally crappy situation. Like you said, but it wasn't just that, right? Like he was very mm-hmm. like he yelled at Joey Votto. He had thrown a ball over, you know, his teammates head in center field after a bad inning. Cause that guy dropped a ball. Like there's just so many things along the way where it's like, this was just the tip of the iceberg. And there's such a thing as changing. If he changed, that's great. The only totally. problem yeah, the only problem is is that it takes time to see if that's real or not, and the media is going to be all over that, and they're going to be asking questions. And counsel is coming in, and he doesn't want a distraction like that. He wants to be able to focus on all of his guys, not just managing one. And 
I just don't, I don't see it happening. Um, I'm not saying it's a good or bad move if they do get him, but I, I just don't see Jed being risky enough to make a move like that. I mean, there's, again, I have to go back. You, the market always sets the tone. You can always yeah. go back to the market in any type of product, service, a, like league, source, whatever. What, nobody else has signed him. And he's coming out now and saying he will play for league minimum. Like, yeah. if nobody else is taking that chance, that set, that's, does speak volumes. It's like there is that elephant in the room. And, yeah, from a baseball ability-wise, we know he's top tier. Like, yeah, like he he can be – I think he'll probably get picked up. If he doesn't get picked up before the season, I'm sure a team that's in contention that can't can take a risk on him that hopes – if he if they reach his upside, he will definitely make them better. But like, if you can't get along with Terry Francona, who's like one of the nicest, coolest, most downward managers in baseball, then there's probably something. It's probably a you problem, not a him problem. And yeah, I don't think teammates, past teammates, have the most warm you know, like things to say about him. So yeah, for me, it's just not. I would say I would lean towards no. It's not worth it. Well, that's, that's a good point too. Kind of like the, the Craig Kimbrell signing with the Cubs a few years back, right? He, he didn't sign until June when it was obvious the Cubs needed mm -hmm. a closer. Maybe that's what happens with Bauer. Maybe there's a team that's, you know, on the fringe there and it's just like, we have nothing to lose. Let's just go for it. Um, so that's a good point. Um, and I'm all Joe, about, I'm all about second chances. So like, yeah. I'm not saying don't give him a chance, but I just don't, I think our chemistry is so good right now. I, I could see that being a disruptor. I, I agree. I agree. All right, Joe, uh, time for our 27th out rapid fire round. And usually what I do here is I ask you a bunch of questions. You got to give me quick answers, but, uh, you and I talked about this and, and we, we got a little, little fun thing that we want to do for all of you out there. So obviously, you know, obvious shirts is putting out organic stuff as it's happening last year, the summer of Mike Talkman, right? That was a complete surprise to us. But before you know it, everyone in the bleachers in the summer is wearing that shirt. So I want to ask you, what are some names of shirts? If we had a crystal ball and we were able to look into July, 2024 and see all the shirts that fans are wearing at Wrigley. If we saw certain shirts being worn that have not been made yet that would be signs of hey this season's going pretty well and i'll kick it off just to <laughs> set the tone here so mine is and this I, i'm pretty proud of this one joe so i okay. hope you catch it clear eyes full bellies can't lose love cody that Bellinger, cody bellinger back on the cubs killing it we're not losing at wrigley yep i would say Pico Armstrong is a gold glover. That would be a really good sign to see. Okay. Okay. Uh, sticking with the PCA part of this, I've got PCA as my number one redhead. Ooh. See, you're getting better than I am at this. Um, that would be <laughs> that would be good. Um, I will say... Boog is probably watching this too and saying, well, wait, where do I fall on that? Oh, Boog's my guy. I love Boog. Shout out to Boog Shambi. I, I genuinely love that human being. Um, if you ain't first, you're last. Because I think if we're in first place, we should beat that mm. to death on a drum and let the world know that we're back on top. Let's go. That is a good Ricky Bobby shirt right there. I like that. Um, 
Okay, I got one for you. Uh, Steve Goodman is smiling up above because we just keep yes. on singing Go Cubs Go. That's the that the Steve Goodman postal office is where all of our packages go out uh, into the into the public spheres. The Steve Goodman uh, USPS postal yeah. office. I like, um, it. I, like it. I would say. I mean, Cody Bellinger crushes baseballs would be a great one to have in July because that means he's on our team through the deadline and he's he's a Cub in 2024. And um, that's definitely one that I would hope to be seen at Wrigley that would tell me it's a su- successful 2024. I love it. But I, I can do better it. than uh, that. I can do better than that. Do you have another one? I'll, I'll give you – yeah, I'll give you a few more seconds to think of one. Um, along that same lines – uh, Cade Horton is good at baseball. Just keeping things simple. If Cade Horton, if people were wearing that shirt, Cade Horton's up probably in May, throwing heaters, throwing nasty sweepers, getting getting wins up on the board, and we're looking good. Yeah, and like the instead of the Horton, here's a who. It'd be Horton K's a few. Oh, there it is. Have you been thinking about that one? That one just came to me just now. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's go. see. I, I can do better than that, though. Um, oh, I I know you can do some amazing things with that brain of yours. Um, but that was beer, good. beer, baseball, and Bellinger bombs. <laughs> no, nah, uh, like, that's like that's like B plus at its best. Um, that reminds me of Beats Bears Battlestar Galactica on the office. Yes, I'm a big I'm a big office fan, so like uh yeah, obviously I'm trying to play off that. Uh the Chicago Cody's. Oh, there we go. There we go. All right, I got one more for you. It's very simple, but I think all of Milwaukee will hate us for it. And that is just thank you, Milwaukee. <laughs> for Craig yes. Council. That would be a great sign of a successful 2024. Um, Danny Rocket on Twitter came up with a really cool idea. I don't know. I I don't know how I could do it into a shirt. I don't know if people would want it, but like Craigslist and it's like his, you know, go-to lineup or um, the lineup that's, you know, hopefully we get to a point where we're not changing the lineup. I'm, I'm a, I'm very anti changing the lineup every game, like Joe Madden and and Rossi. And And I, and I do love Rossi. So that this the whole council thing was tough for me at first. I fully embrace it, but I do love Rossi. The only thing besides the bullpen management is like changing the lineup. Stop changing the lineup every game. As a baseball player, we are creatures of habit and routine, and we want to know that we're the number two hitter uh, playing second base and keep us there because that will that that constantly changing is just going to mess with people's heads, and it's already mental a mental tough sport as it is don't make it any tougher i i completely agree with that i didn't play baseball at a high level like you but i played through high school and i hated when one game i was batting second and go three for four and the next game i'm batting six and i'm like wait Mm -hmm. but but i did but i did well at the second spot why why are you switching me up yeah with you all right cool man well if we see those shirts at wrigley this summer then that means it's probably going pretty well yeah just thought of this kyle since okay. we're on the 27th out rapid fire, you know, we did okay. I don't think we did our best work. I need to run by you. I would love to turn this into a contest of your viewers and listeners where, how about this? We ask your audience 
to submit their best Cubs idea on your shirt. Doesn't have to be about a successful 2024. Yeah. Okay. Just have them email me. It's the Setup Man T-shirt contest. Any okay. of your listeners can email me, joe at obviousshirts.com. Subject line, the Setup Man T-shirt idea or T-shirt idea contest. And me and you will sit down, say deadline's May 31st. We will pick top 10, top 15 uh, best ideas. We'll print the top idea and we'll give prizes out to maybe the top five or whatever we see fit. What do you think? Oh, I, I freaking love it. Okay. Yeah. So guys, email Joe, joe at obviousshirts.com, title setup man t-shirt contest. Give the idea of your best uh obvious shirt. And uh May 31st. I love it. That's a great deadline. We're a couple months into the season, and we might even have some original ideas just based on what's going on in the season. I love it, Joe. Absolutely. We'll get together, I'll come back on. We'll we'll announce our favorites. We'll let you know, people vote and then top, top idea will get made. I promise I'll make it worth your time. It'll be sold in our store um, and bragging rights for the rest of the season for the individual who comes up with the best idea. And that is a great tease too, because you're going to be doing stuff with us throughout the season, including being a part of some of our live reactions during games where we're going to be doing a few giveaways for that as well. So guys, make sure that you're tuning in during the season for more from Joe with obvious shirts, but man, Joe, it was, it was fun hearing your story, fun talking about Cub Spring training. And I cannot wait to see how this puzzle gets put together, but thank you so much for jumping on, man. All right. That's going to be a fun contest, but also Joe has a great video that we did talking about the origin of obvious shirts. It just popped up for you. Make sure you go click on that. That video is really fun for me because we get to see uh, who Joe is, what the reason for obvious shirts was, how it started. And also just, you know, he's a true bleeding cubby blue cubs fan and there's no better feeling than knowing that you're buying a brand of something that you love but also believe in the same thing as that person and that's exactly what joe is he's a cubs fan so go get obvious shirts get into this contest and oh by the way on that other video joe has another giveaway and actually a discount code that you can use so make sure you click on that video uh in the description or it also popped up for you in your upper right hand corner of this video but as for now cubs fan sub nation i'm gonna go ahead and put my arm on ice. We'll see you next time.